welcome to the Cosmic Creatrix podcast. Robin Rivera, your host here, and this is a space for the magical woman to give herself permission to be all that she can be and to walk away with tools for self-healing and right livelihood. You are worthy of abundance. I see you. I know you. I am you, a feminine being who has the ability to create with cosmic potential. So open your heart, open your mind, and join me on this adventure we call life. Welcome back to Cosmic Creatrix. I'm super stoked because today I have on the show my dear sister, Mary Briere. <laughs> she is a gem in the world, a powerhouse, um, a goddess of pure sincerity, and just such a bright light in the world. There are not enough like legit things that don't sound fluffy that I can say. Like There's just nothing I can say. You're going to have to hear from her yourself, but I'll go ahead and try to introduce her. She is a death doula, bringing the sacredness back to one of the most powerful and important initiations of our of our human species. Um, she also helps facilitate um, sacred healing retreats. She's a powerful, intuitive healer who I know firsthand has you know brought me to my knees in tears. And she also specializes in psychedelic integration. So, welcome to the show, Miss wow. Mary Briere. <laughs> what an introduction! I am so honored just to have all of those amazing words just be even remotely spoken from your mouth to my ears. It's just like I want to introduce you just the same. <laughs> Thank you so much. Next time. <laughs> Thank next you time. for seeing me. I appreciate it. Thank you. For Beautiful. sure. For sure. It's like one of the greatest honors um, in mm. my current friendships is to be um, a recipient of your love and your gifts and um, anything I can do to help e- people receive that from you as well is just like the intention of my heart. And so mm. to kind of just get us started, I would love for you to share with us what is something most people don't know about you just to kind of break the ice. To break them. the ice? Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing that, that comes to mind that people don't necessarily know about me that I'm becoming very uh, open about recently is the subtle anxieties that I have and how I'm working with them and noticing them. And I feel like a lot of people never really knew that about me. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, just really being open these days about anxiety and um, how it plays a role in my life. So a lot of people don't know that about me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And that's so important for us. I feel especially the leadership that's stepping forward right now, that more of a feminine way of vulnerability is for leaders to really share actually what it's like to be human (laughs) in (laughs) all its forms and anxiety, depression, any kind of mental quote unquote illness or struggle has been stigmatized for so long, even though it is a pertinent in pervasive part of being human. Yes. So thank you for that. I also have anxiety. I have it right now. I'm drinking caffeine. That's <laughs> making it worse. Uh, extra aliveness. <laughs> yeah, extra aliveness. I know. I like it. It makes me peppy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into the topic yeah. at hand. It's 
Oh, it is a perfect timing. Um, I'm so glad that we're that I have you on this show because I was already going to do this episode about yeah. death. Um, yeah. Having my ten um, year old's father recently be k- killed violently in a hit and run accident, and mm. he tumbled with the vehicle. It was a blow to his head, and then just all of a sudden he was gone. Um, right. And ironically, he is not the first ex-lover that has been violently, um, violently died. And so this is something really big in my life right now, really huge in my consciousness. And so I've had three ex-lovers die. Uh, One was, one was murdered, um, three or four years ago. Um, and he left a young daughter behind and it was very sad for me. Um, he Mm. was, he was a, a really great person. And the second one, he shot himself um, in broad daylight on 11-11, which is my numerology. Both my name and my birthday are 11s. And then here we have the worst, which is my daughter's father. And um, still processing all of that, still in the midst of grief. And in my midst of grief, grief I also just deeply want to speak to the sacredness of what this brings to my humanity and, and your humanity, all of our humanity. I've had a deep love affair with death most of my life because there's something about death that wakes me up. It, yeah. it wakes me up and it yeah. reminds me what is important. How do I want to be remembered? What are we doing here as humans? Where do we go? And and, and who have I loved? And how have I loved? How am I treating people? How do I want to be remembered? You know, it's, it just makes all the priorities align, realign in their rightful places. And right. it, I just deeply want to be a part of this, this remembering and honoring how sacred it is because it, it is, we, and we'll get more into this later in the show today, but it really aligns with the healing work that you and I are both involved with where people are experiencing an, an egoic death, uh, a right. sim- pretty much assimilated death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just the extreme sacredness of that experience. And I feel that part of my mission and, and my gift here on earth is to be a midwife to these processes. I want to be there holding someone's hand as these deep mysteries are revealed to them. And I feel that every time someone dies in my life, I get a taste, a taste of that, a remembrance of that, which is so important to me. And so I'm so grateful to have you in my life who is also walking this path in a different way that, that can really teach me and inform me and inspire me. So I would love, yeah. Mary, to hear from you. What is your take right. on death? What is your experience of interest? My, I'll go back as far as when death was first introduced to me, because I think that a lot of our stories around death um, are derived from our personal experiences with it, because we're never taught how to handle it prior, because it's something that is really shoved under the rug. Um, So I'll just go back to my first experience with death, uh, which was when I was three and a half, four years old, and I had a near-death experience. And from that moment, the veil between this reality and that reality was very thin. The communication was thin, um, kind of always operating in this in-between world. 
uh, not quite understanding it as I was growing up. Uh, and then having different deaths in my life that have taught me different things. And finally getting to the point where when I was walking my grandfather through his death process, all of these natural abilities started to present themselves. Um, felt very normal. It felt very natural. And so my take on death um, and my perception of death has really always been this teacher, this, this grand teacher that has always been able to anchor me in different places in my life and really allow me to grow because death forces us to understand that our time is precious and it's limited. And so with each death that I have experienced and witnessed and felt and grieved and still grieving, um, it's constantly sprouting new seeds and flowers and things that you kind of like, I vision as like this garden. So death to me is like this beautiful experience that we get to have and we get to share. And so um, I guess right now with death, I'm really just trying to refocus perspectives um, within myself and hopefully be able to share that with the collective. Mm, thank you. Yeah, what stood out to me was the when you said that death is something for us to share. That mm-hmm. is so true. It is, it, yeah. it's, I almost, and this is kind of weird to admit, I almost crave to have death experiences and mm-hmm. not I don't want to lose anybody don't get me yeah. wrong I don't want to <laughs> lose anybody but the sweetness of what mm-hmm. it brings how it brings people together yeah is just like nothing else it, it's it, it, it I was thinking as you were talking well what about you know when people die suddenly and tragically and it, they yeah. don't get to have a process and they don't get to like have people supporting them and it's not this like beautiful we don't have the opportunity to make a beautiful ceremony or write a right. passage it just happens. Well, it's not just happening for them. It's how ha- it's for all of us. It's for the loved ones. It's for the people around them. It's for the community members. It's for the person at the grocery store who was mean to them. It's, you know, it's for all of us to, to be taught and, and yeah. together. And it's an opportunity to connect and to support into, um, yeah, to, I can't think of the right word, but like, uh, come together as a community and share this experience to deepen in our humanity and our understanding of humanity. It's like, yeah, it's like a vortex. It's like a weird yeah. vortex. Yeah, it really is. And it's a place where people meet. Um, and it's a subconscious place that we um, understand and we can immediately if somebody is in our world and they come out and they share a story of somebody recently passing or passing a long time ago, we immediately can relate to that. We know what that feels like. So that is a big thread of compassion that binds all of humanity. And so this is a very important web of um, emotions and energy that's out there that when we understand the entanglement and the attraction and the power that it has to really strengthen us, Um, I think that's where alchemy starts to happen and people begin to and connect deeper with um, family. Um, You'll see through death that you have family members that haven't spoken in 30, 40 years, but through the passing of a very mutual loved one, relationships get healed Um, through this event of a funeral or service, you know, things 
you know, positive things come out of these um, situations that we feel, you know, are out of our power and something's being taken from us. And we kind of gravitate more towards what is this taking from me um, as opposed to what is this giving back to me? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that changing the narrative around what is this taking from me instead of being, what is this taking from me as, as what is it giving to me? I think that was very natural for me. That feels for me, it feels very natural, but for many people it is not. What would you have to say to someone who is really struggling with grief? Someone who is, has experienced the loss and is struggling with grief and having trouble reconciling that. Right. Well, I would first, um, anybody that's experiencing um, the hardship of, of, of a griefing cycle, I would say first and foremost, wherever you're at in your, in your process is perfect. It's fine. Um, so whether that's um, acting on, on your emotions, whether that's being um, in the numb mode, whether that's um, being depressed, whether that's whatever it is, uh, wherever somebody's at in their grieving cycle is perfect. And so we try to, I try to kind of see where and on the wheel they're at. So um, when somebody, you know, comes to, to, to me and, and, and they're going through a heavy grieving process at the moment, what I like to do is just kind of intuitively fill out where they are in the cycle. Are they in a process of numbing it out in denial? Are they in the process of being completely overwhelmed and paralyzed? Are they in the, you know, so wherever they're at in this cycle, because grief is a cycle and it goes in a a spiral and a spiral and we always come back to the story um, and our grief. So I like to see where they're at and then I meet them there and wherever they're at in that process, um, I kind of just go into it intuitively because everybody's different and everybody has different stories and um, processes and um, belief systems. And so you will, I try to be very um, cautious of, you know, where, who they are as a person and what they can necessarily understand. Um, And so I meet them there and then we work through that, whether that's through Reiki meditation, inner child work, uh, intuitive readings, card readings, um, and then it's kind of like coaching from that point. Once, um, I kind of feel, uh, a message has been delivered through me, um, from spirit, then it's kind of like, okay, how do we get to that point? We just got the assignment and how are we going to work with what we have here? And then making sure that they know, um, that it's okay if they're happy and sad and all of that stuff. Cause we really are taught to run from all of the bad things in our life. We're taught to push it away. And so when these bad feelings happen, we often as humans don't know what to do with it. And so um, really making sure that the person understand that there's new normals, it's okay. And um, we're going to do a little bit of reprogramming and it's going to be great. And it's going to be loving and gentle and as fast or as slow as it needs to go. Mm, I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I get healing just listening to this shoot. I'm like, where am I? And it's so true. This the, the spiral that you're talking about, like, yeah, 
I feel it in waves. It's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this deep sadness. Oh, this deep love. Oh, this anger now. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. That life goes on. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, he's really gone. Oh my God, I can't call him. Oh my God, you know. Yeah. Oh, look at my child. You know, what is she thinking? What is she feeling? And then I'm like, okay, everything's okay. And then it just comes yeah. out. Like, yeah. When it comes to like a sudden death, uh, a sudden uh, passing of a family member and there's kids involved and it's a co-parenting or parenting situation. Um, what I find that kids and families really benefit from in this time of uh, grieving and things that they can add to the, the grieving and healing process is legacy work. So legacy work is creating a project. It could be a video montage. It could be um, letters that you want to say to him. It could be, you know, if he was into cars, something car really, something that captures the essence of the person that has passed. And so it's a really beautiful project that the kid participates in, the family participates in, and it lives on forever. And it's really beautiful how these projects mold and and actually creates like the essence of the spirit. And so I like it with the kids, especially because it gives them something so tangible. Mm, Yeah, I really like that too. Uh, yes Mm, i'm thinking about different ideas for my daughter yeah that's that's so helpful okay thanks so much for that mary i'm I'm so curious to know what does your work look like right now as far as the death doula portion of it and then i'd love to hear how this relates to the other healing work that you do Right. Okay. So right now, uh, what it looks like for me in the death doula world is just volunteering my time to the dying, working in a hospice. I volunteer for a company called Vitas, V-I-T-A-S, and it's a very large um, hospice organization throughout the United States. And so really volunteering, sitting with them, putting in, um, I think what you would compare to like time, really just getting all the experience of different death and dying, different families, different dynamics. Um, so just holding space for the dying um, in hospices. And then um, doing my grief healing work. I do grief healing ceremonies. And that's like a whole other part of the death doula part. Um, so yeah, just holding that space and um, having conversations with people that come to me that are just curious about death and um, are dealing with different anxieties around death and grieving. So just making myself available to um, the collective. Beautiful, beautiful. And mm, how how does this work with being a death doula relate to the other forms of healing modalities that we're involved in? Right. You you are very involved in the alternative healing community. You're a psychedelic integration coach. And I know that there is something that we're seeing with this particular work that very much resonates and simulates the sacredness of the death process. Yeah. Um, With the, you know, the the different ways that and modalities that – my husband and I work with uh, really gives people that are coming for that experience. I've found a different kind of death. 
a spiritual death, um, or you can maybe compare it to the more popular term ego death or some sort of death process that they undergo uh, and really being a midwife for that. And what I like about it is because the more that I've witnessed the spiritual emergence, one in myself and then two in the, in the people that um, we've had the honor of sitting with and sitting by and, and witnessing their growth has been this really beautiful interaction with the death and dying process. And it's like this practice sort of, of, you know, surrender of acceptance of the moment of trust. And when they overcome this very powerful experience and I'll say overcome, like they conquered it, but just, get to the other side where they're now able to integrate all this stuff, I found that they are less afraid of death and dying and more understanding of how limitless we really are. Yeah, that's been part of my experience as well. When I first found out about this particular healing modality that we we resonate with, both you yeah. and uh, <laughs> the woman who... Uh, basically was explaining it to me and introducing it to me, she came to it with a great fear of death, like a huge mm. fear of death. And because of how powerfully it reconciled her fear of death, she was forever grateful. And you could hear it in her voice, in her, mm. in her entire being. It was like, oh, wow, I believe you. <laughs> like, I believe you, man. Like, this is, this feels like really powerful. I wonder what it can do for me. And so... Mm. For me, I'm kind of relating to it in a slightly different way, maybe not different way, but different words um, in my consciousness. To me, it feels like both birth, death, and this beautiful um, energetic experience mm -hmm. that I'm trying to facilitate gives people a, a, such a close encounter with the mm -hmm. divine with with the sacred this the sacred like the sacred and it's not like it's it, you, you don't have to use the word god it, it's not a being it's like a force it's a direct experience and mm -hmm. something about this the palpability of this experience that just draws me it, it draws me and i want to protect it and i want to touch it and i want to be a stewardess of it i want to hold people's hand as they are are awakening to it. And what I feel is that if we are able to honor the sacredness of our human life before we get to our deathbed, all the better and more full life that we will get to live, the, the more love we will know, the more adventures we will have, the deeper connectivity we will be able to tap into and create. Um, it's very sad, but like my father, for example, I, I have had this secret, secret um, longing for the day that he will be on his deathbed because I know that that will be the time when we will finally connect the way that I want to connect, when he will see mm -hmm. everything from the right perspective, from a more whole perspective, from the um, just the the nostalgia and the love and the reverence of our lives that we've shared together. In my mind, I feel it's not going to happen until his deathbed because of all the armoring and trauma and macho-ness mm. or mas uh, maybe not macho-ness, but um, closed-offness. And uh, yeah. 
And so that's why I love the modality that I use with the healing, um, with helping people have this remembrance and this uh, experience of um, the sacred before they get to that point so that we don't have to long for the deathbed to when we're finally going to be real with each other, you know? Yeah. I would love for people to be able to be real with each other and be right-sized and to awaken to the sacredness of every moment now. And, yeah. and even when you do have this experience, we're so forgetful that we have to <laughs> find each other and we have to continue the work. So yes. it, it might be yeah. hard for some of people listening to understand fully what we're talking about. It's right. something that we can have uh, deeper conversations with on another show or in private messaging. Um, right. But basically, Mary and I um, met in this line of work where we are facilitating deep, profound spiritual awakenings um, where people have a disillusion of the egoic mind and submerse into unity consciousness, into infinite love. And there's nothing else like it on the planet. You can induce this through deep meditation or through one of those dark retreats where you stay in the dark for like 20 days or something. Um, yeah. There are ways to naturally induce it and um, and and have have use the tools that Mother Earth has given us, also. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, and what and it's amazing. It's just amazing that that the planet has provided so many ways to scope and navigate this human experience, and it's through these different modalities and these different ways of, that it presents itself, we're able to get these glimpses of our remembrance of who we truly are. And so I think it's so incredibly powerful that when you make the conscious decision that you want to start unpacking the things that keep you, you know, in a space that's not as productive, when you want to start actively being a participant in your healing and taking the responsibility of your actions in your life um, through these modalities. It's just amazing that it's all been provided for us since the beginning of time. There's nothing um, new, you know, about any of this. It's just like our consciousness is now ready to receive all of these different ways that we can remember who we are and navigate this life in a more peaceful and productive way where we're not reacting and we're able to absorb information and then make conscious decisions on how we want to approach different things. I think that's what I love the most about the power of these different modalities that you and I uh, are working with is it just gives us so much that we are in my case, and I feel like I, I could say for your case, it just forces you and makes you want to give and, and hold people's hands and be like, look how amazing this is. Like, if you're ready for this, come here. Let me, let me show you. I will be with you. I am your sister. And it, it's just, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. So. <laughs> ah! oh, I love hearing you say that. I just yeah. have visual. Yeah! The whole thing going down. It's going yeah. down. If you are ready to see the truth, we will hold your hand. I will hold Buckle your hand up, and baby. stay with you. And as uh, a dear mentor and friend uh, of ours that we both know and love and admire, um, something that he says that I always just go back to in my mind is um, is after 
these different um, facilitations that I've gone into with him, um, it was beautiful for him to say, I will always stay awake with you. And it's just so powerful to have this awakening moment and to be reassured that somebody will always be walking with you on this new geography, this new way of information input. And it's so nice that this, there's a very large support system now for healing that is so cutting edge and so yeah it's the cutting edge and so powerful and it's really knocking down the doors between cultures and social statuses and everything and it's really bringing together a oneness and a wholeness um that's its own entity and it's beautiful as i said before beautiful 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 i can't say it enough (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god sister i just yeah we need to end this conversation right now this is, this is, this is so, there, there's there's just oh there's not a way that i can convey to the listeners the beauty of this new geography that we are mm-hmm. gifted through mm-hmm. the work that we do it's, it's amazing mm-hmm. and so I, i'm super excited to also share that I have been looking, you know, there's, as I started putting up a school and accepting coaching and mentoring clients and then starting to hold healing ceremonies there, I, I need, I'm humbly saying that there's been so many people that wanted to collaborate with me and jump on board or bring me on their ride or whatever. And it just has not felt right or good to me. Right. Um, There was something I was healing inside me that I needed that I was attracting people that were just not in a good way with the money and the logistics and the purity of heart that I feel this work requires. And until Mary came into my life, oh. when, when Mary came into my life and she, wow. we had, I don't know how we started talking about it, but we were having this both having this vision of holding women's retreats together. Yeah. And everything yeah. in me lit up and was like a big profound. Um, yes, it was a big mm-hmm. yes. And so I'm so excited to be collaborating with you, Mary. You and too. We like we. I just foresee that we're going to create this beautiful signature retreat that we can repeat again and again and travel with, and mm. just keep inviting more and more sisters into this initiation into this new geography, walking in the sacredness of being human and healing. Right sisterhood and and the sacred feminine and standing righteously in the place that creator has given us as as the portal as the midwife as the crone as the maiden as as the go-between and we are the vessel for which the divine wants to flow through and so yay we get to hold space and do this together and bring both of our life's expertise and skillfulness to our audience to to the women who are ready that want to step into this portal with us. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, I I'm yeah, that is just just how you word things, Robin, is going to be the biggest gift that you could ever give me because you eloquently put these words together that is just my heart is just saying the same thing. So thank you for really uh, framing that that way and it, yeah, it's just this beautiful sacred Portal, as you say, that we are in and inviting people who are not people, women, 
women who are really stepping into their power, stepping into the knowingness that they have something more they want to bring forward into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And really these sacred containers give us that permission. They give us the room and the space and the allowance to really dive into the things that might be blocking us, the stories and the relationships and the inner workings of our world, really we can lay it all out and analyze it. And when we openly share with these women, um, healing, that's all it could be there is just healing. It's just healing and healing and more healing and more layers. And um, being able to bring that forward with such a beautiful sister as yourself, I feel like you and I were supposed to be doing that. Like we had a soul contract. <laughs> and we're Something up. going on. Like, oh my god! Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Remember that time before we came here, we were talking about retreats. We got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <you freaking> witch. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I'm really excited and, and just so honored to be stepping into this light with you and to be doing this work um, with you because I trust you so much. And I trust that any women that I refer to you will be held and honored and listened to non-judgmentally and have, um, you know, be gifted the fruits of your own progress. And so it's, I just trust you so much and I'm excited for what the future is unfolding for both of us. Mm, so exciting. Thank you so much. Uh- <laughs> Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for your trust. Yeah, thank you so much for your trust. And yeah. it, it, it's it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And all it takes is like a little bit of willingness to step into our power. And then the whole universe conspires and it ripples out. And so the women that run with us, that come with us, they're going to be, it's just going to keep rippling. They're going to step into their power. And then they're going to have someone ignite someone else to step into their power. And it's just going to set a ripple effect. And this is this the little piece of heaven that we get to touch. It's just our little piece and, and yeah. it's ours and we're excited to share it. Um, we're going to have a retreat and we're going to start taking signups and we're going to open enrollment soon. Uh, it's going to be the weekend of November 1st through 3rd mm-hmm. in Shasta. So it'll be a yeah. women's deep dive retreat, healing Woo! up the sisterhood, stepping up yes. our game and opening up to the divine. Uh yeah, so that's what we have going on. If you're interested in that, you can contact us through our show notes. Um, you can contact Mary through her Instagram. She's going to tell us what that is in just a moment. Um, you can also contact me um, at Robin at RobinRiveraIgnites.com. That's my email. Um, it's R-O-B-I-N at R-O-B-I-N-R-I-V-E-R-A Ignites. Dot com and Mary share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you and and what are your offerings currently yeah okay so the easiest way right now to get a hold of me in a quick way is just through my Instagram message uh, messenger or um, on a photo or wherever you can post to get a hold of me but it's Mary M-A-R-Y underscore Briere B-R-I-E-R-R-E uh, and that's a great place to get a hold of me and what I offer is grief healing ceremonies and what that looks like on a brief is just cacao ceremony, um, guided meditation, Reiki healing, sound therapy, and a rose ceremony. And it's a really beautiful experience that we have, uh, death doula. So holding space, if you know somebody who is, um, 
going through the dying process or, you know, it's on the horizon and kind of looking soon and they need some coaching, um, some guidance and need somebody there to kind of walk them through it. Uh, I offer that as well. And um, just the work that we do in the psychedelic world, if you know you've had an, an incredible experience and you wish to share that with somebody, I'm here to listen and, and join your journey. If you are having a hard time integrating, I've got really great techniques um, and processes that could help um, through different spiritual emergences. And then I have a whole boatload of amazing uh, people that I work with and I stand behind. And if I if there's nothing that I feel like I can offer, um, reach out anyways, because I guarantee someone in my wheelhouse um, is here for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Then yeah. I feel like being on this path, we just keep, we keep weeding out the, the yucky vibration people and more and more yeah. high vibe, skillful, masterful, creative, amazing people just keep coming in. So we definitely want to be a resource to all of you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so definitely um, check out the show notes to get the links for both of our Instagrams. Feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for joining, joining us on this super important topic of death. If you know someone thank that you. is going through it, please connect them, share this, this episode with them. We love you. Thank you so much, Mary. You're the bomb. Thanks for listening to the Cosmic Creatrix podcast. I hope that this episode has touched you in some kind of way. You can definitely support us by going ahead and subscribing and leaving a bomb review. This will help us reach more women and impact worldwide. And I'd love to connect with you more on Instagram around topics of healing and conscious entrepreneurship. So follow me on Instagram at Robin Rivera Ignites. And if you like to see how I work with people, go ahead and check out my website, RobinRiveraIgnites.com. Join us next week for more feminine wisdom, inspiration, and practical tools for the modern day magical woman. See you next time.